kinds of things. From silly to serious. And strange to sparkly. 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 <laughs> Hi, guys. This is the Book Buddies again from Chargers Chatter. And today, we're doing an exclusive interview with Michelle Catarusman. She's Woo! the author of Girl of the Southern Sea. So this is a really exciting opportunity for us. Um, the Red Cedar Book Club made this all possible. They um, sent out emails um, asking people if they wanted to interview the authors. And we took the chance, and we were so happy we got the mm -hmm. chance because this is so exciting. Yeah, this is a pre-recorded interview that we did, and we did it with our friend Nicole. Yeah, so this is super exciting, and we hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Thank you from, yep, thank you from Charger Shatter. We are so excited to be here today with uh, Michelle Cavanese, an author of Girl yes. of the Southern Sea. Yes, that's it's very exciting, and good afternoon, Madam Katharusman. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm so excited as well. I'm thrilled to be invited, and I'm doing great. I can't wait for our interview. Good. Great. <laughs> okay. So our first question is, what was your inspiration for Girl of the Southern Sea? So my inspiration for Girl of the Southern Sea, it started a long, long time ago. It started when I was I was on a, on a holiday uh, in Indonesia with my family. My father is Indonesian, and we spent a lot of time um, in Indonesia when I was a child. And um, But this particular trip, I was 12 years old, and we were catching a train from the capital, Jakarta, to uh, a city in, called Bandung in uh, West Java, where my family live. And on this train journey, it was the first time I really noticed extreme poverty. Along the train tracks, um, every village and town we passed through, uh, I would see people living in conditions that I just couldn't imagine um, were possible. You know, cardboard boxes and, you know, barely any shelters very extreme poverty but and but even so the the young children in these um shanty towns would run alongside the train and, and laugh and smile and jump and wave and it was my first real uh view my first real um experience of seeing poverty and it really it really changed the way i started to look at the world and really changed started to formulate my worldview. so that kind those images to stay with me a long time um, and then as an adult, I lived in Indonesia. I lived in Jakarta and other areas of Indonesia for many years, for almost 10 years. And it's, it's a difficult thing to live alongside poverty and not be impacted by it. So this story, Girl of the Southern Sea, was really a way for me to go back into those memories and these experiences and to really give a voice to girls like Mia who, were, who live um, in circumstances of poverty beyond their control um, and they really, you know, all these kids, they, they want what, what you guys wanted, what I wanted when I was young too. They want to be able to go to school. They want, um, the same human rights as everyone else. So that was really, that was my inspiration to writing, uh, Girl of the Southern Sea. That was a really long answer. Sorry. I'll try and keep it shorter next time. That's fine. Um, our next question is, when did you start writing books? 
Well, I, since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a writer. So I think, and I was always, you know, since I was very young, I think about grade three was when I, um, I sort of remember writing stories down in, in textbooks. And sometimes my older sister, Rani, would do illustrations for me because she's really good at drawing. Um, so I, I guess the answer is as long as I can remember, I've written books. But it wasn't until I was much older um, when my kids, um, when I'd had my kids of my own, that I started to uh, look at wanting to write books to publish them. So writing books, writing stories for yourself and then writing stories to publish are, are really two very different uh, activities. So I guess I've done one or the other my whole life, really. Okay, uh, um, next question. What did you edit out of this book? I did have to edit some content. Originally, I ha had written it for a slightly older age group, um, and we ended up taking it to middle grade, so, you know, readers of your age. And because of that, there was some, um, there was some content that we thought we would, we would omit. Um, you know, as you, as you girls know, reading Nia's story, she lives in a place that's quite dangerous. Um, and she's quite vulnerable. So um, I, you know, wanted to make it um, possible and accessible for younger kids um, to read about this. Um, there's some content that's more only really appropriate for an, for an older audience. So we spent some time making sure that, that it was a subject that we could present to, to readers your age um, with it, with it still being appropriate. Okay. Um, and how did you name your characters? Naming characters is a really fun part of writing books. And when you, after you've written a few books, you start to run out of names. <laughs> so you'll, you'll search everywhere for names. Nia is, I chose Nia because I have a cousin in, um, in, uh, Indonesia called Nia. And so I wanted to name a character after her. And, other names, you know, you hear and or you've, you know, pick up along the way and, you know, you've got to be careful not to name too many characters with the starting with the same letter, you know, so they don't all appear. So, so when you're reading, you can really make sure they're all different. So it's one of those fun things to do when you're writing. And often uh, when I'm writing a first draft of a book, um, the names will change at the end. I'll think, you know what, I, I, this name is just not working because names you know, like your names, like your beautiful names you introduced me to. They're, you know, names are really important. So sometimes I will change them if they don't feel right to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you didn't write, what would your career be? So, so I, up at, for a long time, I worked uh, for a literary prize for adult books. It's called the Scotiabank Giller Prize. And for many, many years, I worked with the Giller Prize and I helped to, um, I helped with all the submissions. I received all the books and helped with the jury and helped organizing uh, the administration of that prize. So I really love doing that. And, you know, I write children's books and the Giller Prize is uh, an award for adult books. So I really enjoyed um, being a part in part of both worlds. So. I, I now write full-time, but if I was to go back and do some, some other work, I, I think I would definitely go back to, do, to doing that kind of work again. Um, do you think that Girls of the Southern Sea will win the Red Cedar Book Awards? 
I don't, and you know what? When, when authors say that it's just an honour to be nominated, it's really true. It really, really mm. is true. And for, for any of my books to um, be nominated, especially on um, reading lists where the kids get to vote, that, that's the most special of all. And so knowing that your book is going to be read by more um, readers, that's really, that is winning already. So I do feel like already... Uh, I've won because it's on the Red Cedar list. Yeah. Um, and what was the first book that made you cry? You know what? I don't know. I was trying to think of this and I really can't remember. <laughs> I think it might be Charlotte's Web. I, I mean, I certainly have a memory of crying uh, reading Charlotte's Web, but I don't know if that was the first one, but I'll go with that one. <laughs> I didn't cry, but I was close to tears. Yeah, sometimes, you know, when you feel emotional, whether it's you don't need, the, you know, to actually be sobbing when something really touches you, it impacts you, you remember it. You know, it might not be actual uh, tears, but it, the impact um, um, you'll always remember. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us what music for Tigers is about? Thank you for asking about Music for Tigers. I, um, Music for Tigers is a very different book to Girl of the Southern Sea. To start with, it's set in a whole different location. It's set in Tasmania in Australia, which is the other place I'm from. Um, and it's about a girl who is Canadian and she's sent uh, to Tasmania. Her mother's family have a bush camp there and she's sent there for her summer. Um, and she's not that happy about it because she plays the violin and what she really wants to be doing is, is playing, uh, is practicing uh, to get into the youth orchestra in Toronto. And she's not really into nature and, and she's thrust into this very remote place in the world. But she really comes to love being in, immersed in nature and she comes to understand that her family have been stewards of a secret sanctuary um, that has kept... Um, Tasmanian tigers, which are actually thylacines, have have um, has the secret sanctuary for, for Tasmanian tigers. But there, the the bush camp is threatened again by mining and logging operations, and and the character Louisa has to help her family get um, the last remaining Tasmanian tiger to safety. And she connects with her great grandmother through journals, and she also finds that her passion of violin playing is going to help uh, in this endeavour. So it's, um, it's, it's a great uh, book to read if you want to do some travelling, but you don't have to go anywhere because <laughs> you go all the way to a different country and you very much, and you learn about a lot of different, unique Australian marsupials as well. That's really interesting. I have to see. What's your favourite underappreciated book? I don't think I have an underappreciated book. You know, I'm very lucky... Um, I'm very, you know, we live in a great country in Canada where Canadian books are really celebrated and, you know, with the, with, um, reading lists in every province, um, I think all of my books have been read widely and I'm very grateful for that. Would you consider yourself famous? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think as children, I mean, it's such a privilege to write 
for children and to be a children's author. It really is such a wonderful, wonderful privilege. And when I get to connect with readers like you three, that's, you know, that's a, that's one of the things we love. And um, so I, I don't consider myself famous. I, I feel my, consider myself very lucky that I get to connect with my readers. And, you know, we get to connect in lots of different fun ways now, virtually like this and on social media. Um, one day we'll be able to connect in person again. And we, it's really fun going into schools and doing presentations as well. Um, would you consider yourself a feminist? Absolutely. I, I absolutely consider myself a feminist. Gender equality um, is one of the themes in Girl of the Southern Sea. So thank you for that question. And uh, gender equality, just like, um, are, is a human right, just like many of the other uh, themes in the book that are, are human rights for education and healthcare, um, uh, gender equality is also very, very important. And we still have a lot of work to do around the world um, for that to be really realized. We're inspired by Girl of the Southern Sea to um, make a women's rights club here. Oh, amazing. That makes me so, so, so happy. Thank you so much. I, I love to hear that. That's, you know, that hearing that makes, um, that's why, that's why I, I wrote that book and to have that for, for girls like you to have that reaction and want to make some change in the world. So that makes me incredibly, incredibly happy. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. Um, we want to sponsor a Girl Through Plan International and try to raise two fundraisers to raise money. Yeah. That you saw in the in the back page some information from Plan International how you can do that. They they um, so proceeds uh, of this book are donated to um, that organisation because they do amazing work worldwide um, yeah. in the I'm a Girl campaign. I'm actually sponsoring a girl right now through Prime Canada International. Fantastic. That is so great. Yeah. And um, we have one more question. Have you ever Googled yourself? Yes, I have. I have Googled myself. I don't do it all the time, but and it's really fun. The last thing, last time I Googled myself, I was so happy that I did because I found um, that there was a library in Chicago that were going to be doing a book talk um, with their children's book club, a virtual book club. And it happened to be the local library of where my in-laws live. My, my husband's from his family live in Chicago. And I was so thrilled because I, I knew this Lake Forest library. So because I saw that they were doing my book, I was, I got in touch with them and I, I came onto the book um, chat and said hi to everybody. And so that was a really great, great, I wouldn't have known if I hadn't Googled myself. So I don't do it too much, um, but sometimes you find out some really cool things that are happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was our last question. Thank you for your time. Well, I'm so honored. Thank you for reading Girl of the Southern Sea. And I'm especially, especially honored and just so delighted that it has had an impact on you and, and you've gone out and you've, you've made these practical uh, changes that you've gone and started a group and you're sponsoring uh, another girl. Uh, is, what country is she in? Uh, she's from Haiti. Haiti, fantastic. So I'm so honoured. I'm so grateful.
podcast, guys, but make sure to tune in next. Guys? <gasps> you wonderful human beings to have a gender-inclusive term. Yes, and um, tune in next week for not an interview, but a podcast about Harry Potter. Is it as good as it seems? The pros and cons are weighed. Bum, 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 bum. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Tune in next week.